Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How was your Monday? Pretty good, Dennis Rogers. It is uh, nice, <laughs> nice uh, fall. Getting getting to be fall. Well, I guess it's not fall. It still feels like uh, crazy uh, summer here for our weather report in the Midwest. We've but uh, the good news is we have football season coming up, which is for some it's their lifeblood. And now I used to be a really big NFL football guy, and I have not watched like really watched it in a mm. long time. And but as are you offended by the kneeling? Oh, no, no, I don't. That's, that's I don't a joke. Offend, we're, offend, we're not right. Yeah, I don't. I don't offend. But we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about politics. <laughs> no, the the um, uh, what I'm trying to get at from a roundabout way is that um, it's college football time. I am not. Mm-hmm. I am not a really big college football person. Uh, that'll probably turn right. off a lot of people there, but um, just a lot of reasons. But anyway, it's fun. It's fine. Uh, but the best part about college football is tailgating. Uh, which yes. you know, anybody who listens to our show knows that we make a, a big deal about it around here at IU, like everywhere does. And we have a big tailgating this weekend happening on Labor mm-hmm. Day weekend here in the United States. That is, it's basically a free day off, right? Like, I know, celebrate workers right. or something. Uh, who knows? Well, it's supposedly, not, it's not. It's not a high, revered holiday. People who are listening to this <laughs> from a different country. Um, yeah, it's a it's a bookmarker on the on the year, which is true of the of the of our equivalent in the spring, which is Memorial Day. Except Memorial Day, most people know, or at least think they know, uh, the reason. Um, yeah. Unlike the rest of our holidays, which are mostly religious in nature. Well, I guess not necessarily. There's Christmas, Easter, and then July Fourth is our Independence Day. Our and most mm-hmm. I think maybe not most, but a lot of countries have their like their nation's birthday as a as a right. national holiday. Um, Your Thanksgiving and is like a fall th- harvest day. Thanksgiving, which is basically harvest fest, but has its own complicated uh, origins. Mm-hmm. But yes, Labor Day is the fall equivalent. You know, it's we we define our our summer or tourism season as the the time between Memorial Weekend and Labor Day Weekend. Um, yeah, that, that's that's well put. That means that uh, now we're falling falling into what kind of is perceptually the fall or after summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the big part for that, a lot of people here in the United States, is most time uh, public pools, swimming pools, uh, which mm-hmm. some partake in, uh, open up at, at that Memorial Day in the spring, and they close this weekend and Labor Day. Uh, for us, right. for most people in America, the big thing is that you get a day off because it's a federal holiday. So yep. we have the day off, and um, a lot of our friends from all over the country are flying in, driving in, et cetera, et cetera, including yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to have some good tailgating time, some game playing time, mo- maybe movie watching time. We'll have to see. Um, right. But we've got friends of the show, Fox and Jill from Geek Scholars. And we've got um, our buddy Marcus, uh, Blake, and which we haven't talked really talked about Blake and his wife. Who else is coming in? Uh, oh, uh, Cogswell. He's been, he's been on the friend mm-hmm. of the show. Um, yeah, he's been on the show. Yep, good good uh, uh, supporter of, of ours, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of good people, and the normal crowd that's here too. So it should be a really good time. And we have every year there's 
every week during football season we have a themed type food or thing and this one is uh, we're doing our crab boil this weekend which is always super mm-hmm. fun and exciting yeah so i'm looking forward to it having lots of friends lots of lots of good stuff uh hopefully we can um talk to to the geek to the geek scholars about movies and see what movies they've watched recently and you know right pick their brains for things for fun but you know good social times camaraderie fun times looking forward to it but we none of us really go to the games hardly a few of us do buddy pat does who's, who's on the show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's a big college uh, person we most people have tickets but not everybody goes um yeah, season season tickets and you're going to have uh, family coming too, right? Like, uh, is a couple of your family's members coming up with you tailgating? Yeah, we're. I don't. I don't think that I've talked about this in detail um, yet on the on the air. Um, but myself and all of my brothers, plus uh, two of my sisters and my brother-in-law, eight of us in total, um, we're going up to the Boundary Waters Canoe Area, which is mm-hmm. a National Park Service protected wildlife area. Uh, up in northern Minnesota, past Duluth, uh, right up I, to I, the... I believe that's pronounced Minnesota. Is that how it's M- right? Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. there's a little bit of uh, Norwegian <laughs> um, in the in the demographic there, and settlers there. Um, mm-hmm. It's up at the Canada border, hence Boundary Waters. And uh, right. it's a place where I went as a kid, um, 11 and 12 years old with my dad maybe i have talked about this in the air my dad and his friend and his son who was who was my friend but we're doing this all with adults and uh gonna be completely off grid for a whole week which is a little bit uh off grid that that, i don't even know what that means what's happening yeah i can't i can't remember the time the last time i was without internet for more than like two days can you right, even know internet? Or what I don't. What is happening to you? Are you the same person that I yeah. know? Yeah, it'll be it'll be weird. Um, how how is your work anyway, going to survive without you? Yeah, they'll. I don't know. Hopefully, they'll, they'll figure it, right? it out. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's part of why I'm still here in Indiana. I mean, I've been. There are a handful of reasons that I'm that I'm here. I have a wedding coming up in the end of September. My sister. Um, but we're we're doing this camping trip next week. Uh, when 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 you're hearing this uh, podcast, if you listen to it right away or within Guess a couple days, gone th- off the grid. Th- th- that's where I'll be. I'll be off grid. Um, but Sarah is coming down for that. She's one of the ones uh, going with us, and uh, and Andrew is as well. And so the three of us will be coming up to Bloomington Thursday uh, to partake in at least part of the big Labor Day craziness weekend. Um, if it were up to me, these things would not be scheduled on the same weekend, but that's what happens, right? It's a holiday weekend. It's when everybody gets a free uh, vacation day, and that makes it more convenient for, um, you know, most of my siblings who have normal uh, normal jobs, including myself, to uh, not have to burn as much vacation time to do this. And, uh, yeah, for sure. That's how the system works. It's how, how we work the system is how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how that works. Ah, so, well, let's start uh, this week. Uh, we can talk about our, our movie of the week real quick. How's that? That's it. Let's start off e- nice and easy with that one. Sure. 
Alright, this week we are talking about The Born Identity uh, from 2002. Um, where, those are the wrong names, not the writers. Uh, <laughs> Matt Damon, Franco Patente, Chris Cooper, Clive Owen, Brian Cox, uh, Adewale, the rest of his name I'm not going to try and pronounce. Um, Julia Stiles, uh, there's a a very small part played by Walton Goggins, who you might recognize as the main bad guy in uh, the TV series Justified. Oh, right. Watched yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing a couple episodes of it. I did not yeah, recognize that as him. Yeah. Yeah. My, I watched this with my dad and, uh, and he spotted that, that guy. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I heard it. Cause they talked about this movie on film sack a few months ago. And I was like, I should put that on our list. I saw it in the theater. I don't know if I've seen it since. Um, but they seemed to be of the opinion that it holds up. Um, and I think that I generally agree. Um, I think so. I think so. Uh, do, do we need the one, that, the, the, the one name that stands out on that thing that you list that you just mentioned there was in, when watching this for the first time and later was Julia Stiles. She's mm. great and fine in this. I, I like her, and she's in later ones. Um, but right. for some reason, just just some reason to me, she stuck out like a sore thumb in the whole thing. I think mm. maybe it's because I, she's a very pretty lady, and she's <laughs> in this weird role as just like a, I don't know what, she's an operative, but not like a big part or anything. But then she kind of right. is, but she's not. Um, yeah. And it, it felt like you've got this actress in here that's very noticeable and who has at that time done when this movie came out, had, was doing a lot of movies. And then she's just this minor character doing minor things of small significance. So she was like, oh, this is Julia Stiles. She's going to be a main character or maybe a love interest or, or a, mm. a, a friend or an aide or a help. And then she's just not really. And I think through the whole series, she's, when she's in here, she's just kind of a third tier character which is, is yeah i mean let's see by this point um she had already done oh save the last dance hamlet 10 things yeah, i hate yeah. about you about you yeah um that mini series the 60s pretty, i think was the first place that i saw her and she was pretty um, recognizable uh overall yeah yeah but but anyway, that's just that's something. Every time I see this this movie or this series or even think about it, she just pops into my head as like, yeah, Julia Stiles was in that, and I just I don't know why I even remember that she's in that or or what. But it just felt like when I saw her that she was going to be a key person to because you don't know sure. in this movie without talking about you don't know what's happening or what's going on or who's who or or anything, and then she shows yeah. up and I'm like, oh, this is a main person because she's a main actress. And then right. not. So anyway, that's a yeah, one of the things one of the things that was interesting about watching this um, again, and I feel like I must have seen it at least once since watching it in the theater. But I remembered very specific scenes. Right. I remember uh, what I remember born asking Marie about her car and she takes care of it and that the tires felt splashy. Like I remember mm-hmm. that line. Uh, but I don't remember, like, what kind of stuff leads up to that. Um, I mean, 
2002 is 20 years ago. So crazy. And, <laughs> so um, crazy. yeah. And so watching it again, I'm like, oh, I see where all the foreshadowing is in this. This is a tr- tricky thing. I mean, this is based on a book, uh, Robert Ludlum, who wrote a lot of these kind of thrillers. Mm-hmm. Um, I read, I didn't read these, but I've, I've read other uh, of books of his that he's he's written um and so watching it like knowing what all the at least in the in a vague sense like what's going on was kind of weird i was like how do you it's that that question i always have of like how do you make something like this if you know the twist like how do you not even the twist but like the reveals like how do you make the foreshadowing and the suspense work just right right because if it's if it's too obvious, um, the audience figures it out, and maybe they feel smart, but they definitely think you, the writers, and the director are dumb. And if it's yeah. too subtle, um, the audience feels cheated, right? right. Like you're you're not, you're not playing fair. Um, and so it's so it's really difficult. Obviously, I think this movie does it very well. Um, you get, you know, little hints little reveals i think most people probably are familiar with this franchise at least at a high level even if you've never seen a movie it's kind of like uh like james bond where it's almost a household name mm-hmm. um kind of kind of thing in the pop culture um but you get this sort of slow reveal where he's on the boat and he's sort of like he's explaining there's a you know it's it's um it's exposition early on, right? He's explaining. He's like, he can do these knots and he's getting frustrated with the, the other guy on the boat. And then like all of that is fine. And then he meets those cops in the park and does this thing. And I remember being in the theater, seeing it and you're like, Oh, wait a second. What just happened? Like (laughs) this is, but it doesn't drop that right away. Like it gives you this full, like 10 minutes of, of build build up to that with just a little bit of hinted uh exposition or expositional hints before you even get to that point um yeah 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 i i uh i like the earlier going back to your thing where you said like it's it holds up i think so too especially if you don't know if you've never seen this before this is this is a, this is even watching it again this time now it's it's fun i said last week i said i had want to go back because it wasn't sure now that I know a lot of the movies, um, it just it, it didn't change it anymore. I still enjoyed the pacing, the directing, the acting, uh, writing it was all pretty still really good. It was as good as I remember. Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple things that I that I caught this time that I didn't, but there was but I knew the long term, you know, idea of who Jason Bourne is and all this stuff. So that was in Treadstone, et cetera, et cetera. Right. We're not spoilers yet, but um, so it, it still held up from that kind of. You know, spy thing, and this one, this one is not just a spy; it's a who am I type thing. You know, yeah. Um, what's that called? Amnesia type thing. Uh, the amnesia and, and, trope, right? Yeah, and and this this you know, it's an amnesia trope with a super spy person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is cool, and I would recommend it to. I would definitely recommend it today to anybody I watch for the first time. I don't think there was any kind of datedness in this one. I, would, I mean, there are old phones and old computers. Sure. Um, sure. But the interesting, interesting thing about that, my dad said, because uh, he's read the books, um, he reads all that kind of like 
Robert Ludlum, James Patterson, uh, Tom Clancy, of course, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Is the books, of course, predate all this technology? Like in the time the books were set, there are no cell phones or anything, right? Um, and so they had to update it with that tech. And I think it's it's mostly done pretty well. Like he uses a phone yeah. once in a while. It's 2002, so phones are ubiquitous, but still not 100%. Um, you know, in Europe, you would have issues still at that time with phones like crossing borders. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of payphone stuff, right? Which you might, if you watched it today and you're 12, you might not know what a payphone is. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but but it, besides that, though, the story itself and, and the characters and everything, you know, are pretty. You know, you understand it, and it's well told for sure. Um, so, I don't know if there's much spoilers I've got to talk about on this one because the whole. Sh- I mean, I guess so. Let's go into spoilers. Bing. Okay. Did you like? Did you like my 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 Bing sound <laughs> I made? For, pre- for? It's it's pretty good. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about spoilers. Um, for born identity, I mean, so I don't, like I said, I don't have a whole lot to say here because it kind of ruined. I just, it, just the, the idea that you know you find out who he is, who Treadstone is, what Treadstone is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it, it's the whole the whole thing is the is the amnesia part of it, which makes it really fun and interesting. And also, I I don't know if while the other the follow up movies were pretty good, they never reached this level of good. I think because this one centered so much on it, he doesn't know who he is, but he's still got like automatic reflexes of awesomeness right right um so even though he doesn't know who he is he can still like perform anything on a dime and jump out of windows and you know hot wire cars whatever without a problem which is you know like who is this guy he's super cool um and the rest of them you kind of come like already know the whole that's the whole dramatic tension and once that's gone um then it just becomes your run-of-the-mill Mission Impossible, yes. James Bond. Yes, uh, yes. That, that's what I was going to follow up with. It's just, it's just one of those two. Which I like those two things. So, sure. yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not against that. other ones. It yeah. just is not. It's not this. Like this is something different. Yeah, this this is that. Um, that or kind of feels like origin story, although it's not. But um, in fact, that he's not. If you read the book on this one, he's not actually Jason Bourne. It's not his actual name. You get it from somebody else, but. Mm. Um, um, so that makes it a little bit interesting that he's even if he finds himself, he's not actually himself. But um, anyway, that's off topic. The um, it, yeah, after this, it's just another James Bond type thing, especially because they end this one weirdly, knowing later on the rest of the movies, and that like it feels like it has a solid ending, right? He goes with is it Marie and mm-hmm, Marie. Uh, with the scooter place and they're happy oh, and, and he, live happily ever after he finds her at the end yeah 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 Yeah, at the very end you know and it's like he finds her and then they, they have a hug and it's wonderful right and that sets it up for doesn't set up for anything that's like that's the movie you watched it thanks for making a movie out of my book it's you know? interesting that uh i'm pretty sure that even at the time when this was made there were three books mm-hmm. um I mean, maybe this is how the book ends. I don't know. Um, yeah. But if it's not, uh, th- they didn't think I, they were going to get sequels. Th- that's right? that's what I think. So I, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure the book does not end like that. And the first book. Yeah. And the 
it definitely felt that little epilogue part felt like they did not think they were going to get another movie. It's just a, a one and done deal, which is fine and great. You know, I like that that whole concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they they did their they did their thing and it's done. Um, but the worst part about it is the very first thing, the very in the next movie, they kill off Marie right off, like off screen, and you're like, yeah. what? You know, like they just that was the whole they point of get the actor back, actress back. I, I don't know the whole story. It's just that like yeah. you know what what's going to happen? Are they going to have this another? Engage, no, they just like, okay, let's just, you know, the whole point was him getting and falling for her. Not the whole point, but that was like a humanity type part for him, right? And then he, he, find out who he finds out who he is, kind of escapes that whole thing, finds a peaceful thing with someone he can care about, and then they just toss it out the window in the first five mm-hmm. minutes, which, which yeah. made me really just set me in a bad spot for the second movie. Um, and maybe sure. I'll watch that one again knowing that, but I had a hard time through that entire thing just getting that past my my mind. And the second movie has some really great action scenes, but again, it wasn't wasn't amnesia. It wasn't him finding stuff. It was just more spy, you know, Mission Impossible stuff. And I was like, this isn't right. This isn't. I wanted some. I wanted the born stuff. I, and again, I don't knock it because it's great for that, but it just wasn't born. Uh, so anyway, that's getting off this sure. thing. I like this one because of that. It works really well. And and I enjoyed it this time again, watching it again. Um, and and I, you know what? I would actually recommend this movie and tell people just to stop watching. Not that it's bad or any other things are better, but this is a good, solid movie by itself. Standalone story, sure. Yeah, I yeah. I agree. Um, aside from you know a handful of old tech that I mentioned earlier, um, if you like the suspense uh spy thriller kind of genre um this one is pretty good i can't think of anything quite like it although i'm sure that there is um it's you know it has a great sort of mystery with a good um a well-paced reveal i i feel like mm-hmm. um yeah. felt that way too you know it has it has the usual suspension of disbelief that you have in this genre where you're like well, that car would not do that uh but <laughs> sure yeah genre. right yeah so um there's that sure. and it's and it's certainly no it's certainly no worse than new films in this genre um for sure so yeah i mean i think absolutely for uh even being a 20 year old movie i think it still holds up the suspense still works um you know some of it is dated, but that's no different than, uh, you know, if you watch a spy thriller from the 60s, right? Agreed. Uh, so, out of spoilers, wrap up on this. I, 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 we, I think we both said that it's worth it, it's good, it's still watch it, and your term was spy thriller, right on. I would recommend it to anyone who likes spy thrillers, because this is what that is. Yeah. Um, it doesn't yep. stray from that. It does all those things excellently. I think you used the spoilers pacing well said does good pacing on the story so thumbs up hmm. um i don't know where i would place this where would you place this on say a james bond mission impossible thing i i guess a james bond is hard because there's so james bond runs the gamut of stuff but uh let's say your favorite james bond and your favorite mission impossible in this one i mean i I would have a hard time even comparing this to 
another franchise. I know that it's become a franchise, so you could compare franchise to franchise, but yeah. this first movie is like its own whole separate thing. Um, that's tr- that's true. Okay. And and so I don't know. You know, I could tell you my favorite Bond, but you know, so much of Bond relies on you already know who Bond is. Like the movie's going to kind of remind you, but you still and same thing with with Mission Impossible. Um, that's true. So I don't I don't know I don't know that I know enough uh, works in this genre to to really give it a fair comparison. That's true. I I uh, as a spy movie, I I put it above like mo- most of the James Bond films because um, I think it sure. feels very spy ish. Um, as for mm-hmm. an action thing, that better later movie. This has got a lot of good action in it, but I think Mission Impossible has always take those. Yeah, those things, but this, so this is a for me. It's in, it's in between those two movies, or uh, or franchises or franchises. Sure. Um, okay, so next week we got a little bit of a weird thing for people following along at home, since we've, as Dennis mentioned earlier, we're going to be moving or going around. Um, so we might we're going to put on the list one movie, but we may not talk about it for a couple weeks, right? Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to put a sinus big fish. That's with um, Ewan McGregor, Obi Kenobi uh, himself, and um, yeah, Chris Cooper again, huh? Or is it Chris Cooper or Albert Finney? I don't recognize either of those names. <laughs> the dad who plays the dad. Oh, I know he's in so many good things. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. Since it um, is, it is Albert Finney. I I have so a bad good. habit of confusing Albert Finney with Chris Cooper, who was. Um, the guy in Born Identity who's yes. the head of Treadstone. I do too. I, I always think of one of these two as the ones that plays Stryker in in uh, Wolverine. The, the Wolverine, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, I can't ever tell which of these two <laughs> that is. Um, but yes, I uh, Albert Finney is so good, and in, in his voice is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's it's been a long while since I watched it. What year is this this movie? This is. 2003 oh wow it's really yeah, i was i was gonna say it's probably around the same time wow so and i and i watched it a couple times when it came out but i haven't i was like that's been not too long ago but wow that's like 10 years ago so maybe or 20 years ago sorry 20 years ago 20 years dennis that's crazy mm-hmm. uh like you and mcgregor must have been a baby at the time who, who knows uh well, this is just after um the prequels Oh yeah, so he he, he that, was doing this, and yeah. another one that's on, on my list I think is um, Moulin Rouge. Uh, right, so he was doing that was this around this time, time also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was anyway. I, I I I this one's on my list that we'd have because I re- I remember really enjoying it. There are some scenes that are still in my mind and that I've not seen in now literally decades, um, and uh, I just. There was never a bad feeling about this movie, so I want to watch it again and see if that's uh, something that I can pass on to other people. And today, tell people to go back and watch again. So we'll see. Mm. Uh, and y- have you seen this one? I think you have, right? I saw it a couple years ago. Recently, I mean, I saw oh, okay. it when it was fairly new, and I think my family watched it a couple years ago. Um, so it's vaguely fresh uh, in my mind, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely certain if you watch the trailers. It tells you what this movie's about or what it's really is. It's hard. It's hard. It's a we. It's a weird movie. I will say that it's a. It's a tall tale yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and it's that's it's great in that way. Uh, cool, cool. What else do we got going on here today, Dennis? Um, oh, I got I watched a movie this weekend. I'm just gonna spend two minutes on this. Um, okay. I went to the theater, watched Three Thousand Years of Longing. It's a romance movie with. It's got a. It's a cross between. It sits in the real world, like today, right? Like modern. Um, and the setup is that it's a. There's a, a how do you say it? a gin D J I N N genie. You know, but gin. Um, a genie. Okay, sure. Yeah, and um, the main actress who her name escapes me right now. She um, is a. Uh, narrative author or something like that she talks about she she reads books and talks about them gives speech she's i think she's like a professor or something um and she mainly talks about how myths came to be and why there's no need for them now and then she finds uh, a bottle in mm. turkey and uh, Jin comes out which is played by idris elba um but it's all very right. smart like it's not like actiony at all um, and it's all witty and smart the way the, the dialogue goes. Um, and he has to give her three wishes, but she's very content. She has no need for any wishes. And these wishes have to be, must be from her heart's desire. They can't, like at one point she tries to just wish for like a cup of tea. Right. Um, and mm. that doesn't work. They have to be something that she truly desires. And that for a person who truly doesn't desire anything, she's very content in her life. Um, okay. So, so this, the the movie, the bulk of the movie is centered around her asking about him and his history, which is over three thousand years. Um, right. And so it's got a, and he's he talks about how you know she is like how did you get in a bottle? He's like I've got put in a bottle three times, and both of it is because I'm a I'm a sucker for women and romance and whatever, um, and it always causes me problems. Um, and she doesn't trust him because she thinks he's a trickster genie. Like all the stories say that, that they are. So right, right. If, she, if her senses can be believed, she has to play this smart and realize that, you know, genies are tricksters and are out to get her. Um, so she's very cautious and just and tries to learn about him. And he's very open and talking. So he tells a story and the, you see, it, it flashes back to those times. Like the first story is um, set with um, the Queen of Sheba and uh, Solomon coming to woo her. And um, it's got very mystical and magical stuff back then. Of course. Because there's gins that are all over the place. Um, so that takes place, and it tells the story of how he gets in that bottle. And there's just some really neat dialogue with things like he gets put in the ocean at one point. The bottle gets dropped in an ocean. He's mm-hmm. there for, I think, 1,500 years. And she asks him, how do you survive in a bottle? For a thousand five hundred years, and he it just got some great dialogue. How he explains what he goes through over a couple hundred years, and it's like right. that's really interesting. Things you don't really think about, you know, and how yeah. he has to and he lives forever. So it's a it's an issue. It's not really an issue, but it is an issue. Um, so anyway, it was really it's really it, after it was over and was done. I all I can say about it for review is that when it was over, I felt like, huh, that was a really good movie that I'm glad I watched. Like it was a good story. Like somebody told me a really good story. It, it finished and it was complete in its whole story. And I'm glad I watched that, that movie. Um, which, which is a really good feeling. 
You know, I never felt like I, I didn't feel like I needed more. I didn't feel like there was anything lacking. And I felt like I had a nice holistic experience, um, had great highs and good lows. Um, Mm. and it is a romance thing. I will say, obviously it's a romance. Um, but worth it. And and I I, I say that word cautiously because that tends to throw people off. Um, but it's, it's definitely worth watching from anyone. And it's not one, this is not one you have to watch in a, in a theater. I, I often say that a lot for a lot of movies, but it's got, it's just good, good dialogue. Um, there are some big fantastical things, but they're not, it's not important that you watch them on a, on a big screen or anything. Gotcha. Um, it's really just the conversations between Idris Elba and, um, gosh, I'm crazy why I don't know. can't think of who this was. Is it, um, Tilda Swinton? Tilda Swinton. Yes. It's the, I was trying to think of her, her Marvel name. She's the, she's grand master something. Yeah. Something or other. Yeah. The Sorcerer Supreme before. Right. Um, so yeah, Tilda Swinton, and and it's 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 crazy because her Marvel role is by far not her most <laughs> biggest role. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I I don't want to put her down like that. Not not that Marvel movie put her down, but she's an amazing actress who's done incredible work. Um, and and this is this is one of them. It's great, you know. It's a it's a romance story that doesn't involve a twenty two year old and a twenty four year old. You know, it's <laughs> right. it's you know, and and it also doesn't involve like old old people. They're just like normal people except he's a gin <laughs> so he's not nice. um but it's good it, it, and it and it I, another one too a recommendation for people to watch it is if you are uh if you prefer a solitary lifestyle and more of an introverted contented person which i think are a lot of people mm-hmm. this is a good movie good movie for you too because that's who she is and she's just doesn't need a lot of things doesn't need a lot of stuff and this whole idea of heart's desire was a really interesting look on some stuff. I, I'm not giving anything away, but yeah, go if you don't go watch it in, in the movie theater, watch it in streaming whenever it comes out. Um, but you know, again, there's I always like to to, to repeat: uh, give movies your money as a way to, to vote for them instead of going onto a forum and saying it's good or bad, or even mm-hmm. onto a podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, you could, there's a lot of bad movies out in the world. Um, that get money all the time and for me to turn around and say like oh they made tons of you know billion dollars it must be good can't say that unless you go out there and actually spend money on good movies um Mm. so so go out there and watch this one it's not it's nothing like um um what's the one we love this year Um, everything everywhere everything everywhere it's not like again it's not like that but it's 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 a good movie to watch uh oh hey you watched I heard in the chat that you watched the Netflix series A League of Their Own. What do you uh, think of that? It's Prime, actually, I think. Oh, what did I say it was? Did I say it? You said Netflix. Yeah. Anyway, streaming oh, series. Netflix, yeah, I... Um, I'm interested in this. That's why. Okay, I thought we were so, going to watch it for the show, and then you were like, done in a week. <laughs> I was like, wow. That was so, you know, a lot of the things that I'm watching right now are anime. Um and mm-hmm. as we say all the time, I prefer to watch anime in the original Japanese with subtitles, which means yeah. I have to give it my full attention. Um, shows that are in English, I can kind of dip in and out of if the action gets slow or whatever. Mm-hmm. Although, honestly, most of this series, I found myself watching, you know, giving my full attention anyway. Um, okay. you're, fa- you're familiar with the movie? Uh, from yep. the 90s. And I know you Tom. liked the movie. 
Tom Hanks, uh, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, um, uh, Lori no Petty. Cr- no crying from, in baseball. From uh, from Tank Girl, we watched a few weeks ago. A couple months now, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started this series ex- kind of expecting to not like it, right? I was like, mm-hmm. well, I'll give it a try. I'll watch one or two episodes, and, and we'll just see. Um most of this cast i don't know uh the lead uh abby i want to say abby jacobson um i know from a voice role oh she's uh uh mitchell's versus the machines oh um okay the 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 girl the main girl yeah um and what else she's she's the lead in disenchantment um Oh, that's the same. That's the same voice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she's somebody in BoJack Horseman, which I've never seen. So she does a lot of voice work. Um, and so I I watched this series, and it's the same basic story, right? It's World War Two, uh, a couple of you know bigwig uh, baseball capitalists, whatever, decide to try this this stunt of having female uh, you know women's baseball teams because there are no players right the players yeah. are all uh um overseas fighting world war Two, right, um yeah. and so it's that same basic story but with a lot more emotion a lot more pathos um there are parallel stories being told. If you look at the, um, if you look at the poster, it's um, it's Abby Jacobson alongside uh, Shante Adams. It's the um, uh, woman of color character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so you get these parallel stories of like, here's this team, and there's all these women. The other. Um, the other female lead is uh, the lady who played Janet, uh, Darcy Carden. Um, oh, yes. I remember that was one of the reasons. Janet in The Good Place. Um, mm-hmm. And is she, good? is she good in this one? She is. She is. Um, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but you find it out in the first episode. Um, several of these characters are lesbians. Okay. Um and it's it's a much more um um front and center uh plot uh not plot device that sounds dismissive. It's a much more like central part of the story than the movie which was made in the 90s, so you kind of kind of expect that also um um race so you've got race gender and sexuality um all coming into play in this time where a lot of these things were still very very much like serious legal issues for people right right um the um the character max um the black woman she doesn't even get to try out with the team they're doing a women's baseball team and so she has to try and get in what they call the colored league 
right? But they right. Yeah. they don't want her to play because she's a woman. Um, and she's colored. Oh, oh, you mean the colored lead? Okay, the yeah. colored lead won't take her because she's a woman. Won't even let her try out, right? And so yeah. you've got all of these dreams and desires, and then the 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 main group of, of women on the team um, they come from all over, and they have different personalities um, and different. Uh, um, you know, different values. Um, and it's just a lot of, a lot of the characters, the, the character, like the, the episodes are written, um, in a compelling way, in a way that we would almost say is cliffhangers. Um, it was dropped all at once. Um, and so I very often, when I would sit down at night to watch TV, I usually didn't watch more than one episode a night. I think okay. one or two toward the end. I think I watched two. And then the first night I was like, oh, there are two more. Like I've seen two. I'm not going to watch all four. But if I watch the second to last episode, I'm going to want to watch the last episode. So I'm going to just wait. <laughs> um, but for the first couple, um, it was, you know, every night I'd sit down to watch something and I'm like, well, I could watch some more anime, but I don't I don't really want to deal with reading the subtitles right now and I'm really kind of um um invested in these characters and and what's going on with them. Also, I didn't say this and I didn't know this. Um it's not a huge part, but the um what to me was the Tom Hanks character and it's been too long since yep. I saw the movie I don't remember the details that character in this series is played by Nick Offerman oh I didn't realize that the coach yeah okay. yeah, yeah he he shows up um and I was like oh Nick Offerman's here I did not know that but I I also <laughs> didn't I didn't know anything about this series I didn't watch any trailers or anything like yeah. that I was like oh it's a league of their own the tv show well I know the yeah. movie the original so i'm just gonna try it it'll probably suck and <laughs> i i ended up really enjoying it feels like the wrong word because a lot of it 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 had a lot of highs and lows um you know uh big big triumphant moments and 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 real like you know heart heart crushing um um yeah low points um and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil any of it if 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 people are watching it. But I've, I think I've said enough that if is, is it continue on? Is it like more yes, seasons? Yes, oh, okay. I I thought that the story was going to be done um, based on a conversation with our buddy Pete, who had watched it all before I did. Um, but it's definitely set up where there could be a season two. Um, okay. Some of some of the some of it's resolved, um, but the big questions still aren't. Um, and so, yeah. Okay, well, so I shouldn't say the big some some storylines are are wrapped up, some of them are not. But even the ones that are wrapped up, most of those characters are still there um, and could come back. It's like they finished the season of baseball, yeah. And so, like any of the secondary characters could come back, or they could bring new ones. Um, oh, I see. Most yeah. of the main characters, if there's a season two will probably be back. Um, and so I think unless you are put off by the strong, um, uh, I don't know what word to describe 
um, you know, an LGBT kind of story, um, I think I think this is good and worth watching. So, I'll I'll, I'll have two follow up questions. Okay, go Are, for it. They're they're mainly clarifications, just so you can uh, tell us your thoughts. Yeah, I said um, a lot of things. <laughs> no, no, that's good. So one is, um, um, how do I put this? I want to I want to be. I'm, I'm going to be the, the kind of the jerk ish thing to say what some people might be thinking. So yep. a lot of these movies we even talk about get preachy, right? There's, there's, mm-hmm. it's trying to, it's, it's set up to teach you a lesson, to show you this, to make you feel bad for something in the past. Um, and, and um, please don't put this on, you know, listeners don't convey this on me, but it's a, it's a legitimate question that people get. They don't want to go, they might want to watch a show or a thing and have escapism not watch it to be told what they, you know, they should feel bad about what happened before or learn a lesson. Is this primarily that is the whole thing like a point to show you like women were treated badly and uh, so, people of color were treated badly. And that's, and that's what you're supposed to take away from it. And, or, and, but okay. So that's the first one. So answer that one. Okay. The second one is it sounds like that from what I hear you saying is that it's the, the real draw to it is that the, store individual stories of the characters are really good and the acting and performances draw you in because you said things like you were invested in the characters which means that they have each have good compelling stories and arcs and good acting abilities but would you say that's true so two-part question there with that one yeah so for the first one um there are definitely those moments um and longtime listeners of the show will know that i'm not a big fan i'm also not a big fan of heavy-handed moralizing speechifying that's not a word but like (laughs) you know do better senator kind of nonsense uh i will say there are several moments and it's not it's not throughout the show except in the case that um there are you know as much as i understand it as someone who's not a student of of this kind of history and also not part of any of those demographics. Right. Um, there is a certain reality to that time in history where these kinds of, um, uh, feelings and desires were literally illegal. Right. Um, things that women could be arrested and sent to insane asylums for, um, and so it comes up every once in a while, but for the most part, it's just a general tension of forbidden love kind of, um, kind of, uh, uh, mood vibe, like, uh, a little bit like Brokeback Mountain, although, mm-hmm. although not quite as like, what word do I want to use here? Brokeback Mountain is like is like pathos from beginning to end. It's like just pure emotion through the whole yeah. movie. Right. Um, this has all of this other stuff going on with like, they're the team and they've got this coach, but the coach, you know, it's this and that they have issues with the coach and there are, you know, some interpersonal conflicts between the different characters. And like a couple of them are um, Latina, uh, Hispanic and they, you know, 
one of them can only speak Spanish and there's another one who's bilingual. So like she has to work with her and they have this weird sort of dynamic, like there's all this other stuff going on. Um, and so it doesn't get too heavy in the way that broke Mac Mountain is. But that being said, there are definitely several moments, one, one big one, um, where you really are confronted with that. But instead of a character giving a speech, stuff happens it's a it's a almost textbook show don't tell where if you're <laughs> boy I, uh, I better not say this <laughs> in the way that i was thinking it, it would be a little too judgmental but like if you're invested in the characters and you're following along with their journey you feel at least i did feel the emotions i think that the director and the showrunner wanted me to feel from the events on screen not from a, a, a big speech that some character gives another character that's really for the audience right yeah. um, and so while that stuff is there it's not the whole thing and it's and it's in my mind well done it's not subtle but it's still well executed the, the, um, the, a lot of times with and, that heavy handed stuff it's that it's front and center that's the point of the show, I guess, is right. Is kind of the question. Right. It's like, is, is the point of the show to teach you the lesson? Or is the lesson taught just by the circumstance and the stories? It's part of it, but it's not. You, you know I what mean, I mean? That, I think to, that's the important to, part. To me, there were, there were several moments as I was watching these episodes where I went, man, life was hard in this time for mm-hmm. these people. And yeah. for some, it was worse than others and that's still true now but for right. a lot of people it was much much worse then and that's not different from the original movie right yeah. there were still challenges that women faced in the in our culture in that era um this is just expanding on that and showing um some other sides of it and again it's not it's not the whole thing, but it is still part of it, right? Like, that's the story. The story is about women playing baseball in this era. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think you could do that without showing at least a little bit of what life was like for women in this era. Like, the story doesn't make any yeah. sense without that. That's their yeah. whole, like, challenge and struggle that they're facing. I think, um, I think um, from to that standpoint, the, the first, the movie that this was kind of on mm-hmm. is... It definitely, you know, was a point. It was a part of, you know, the women baseball. But it was, I remember the movie being these characters were really good and their stories individually. And I remember you wanted them to succeed in spite of all of the things around it. So it was more like these women having a good baseball season and then growing as people in the midst of all these problems. And it wasn't like a thing at the end where they're like, you know, oh you know, you should be better than this or kind of, it never felt, it never felt preachy or heavy heavy handed, but it was still, it was still a part and part. And I'm, I'm hearing that that's, it does, this does the succeeds in the same way. Uh, So so. what was about the other, the other one was um, compelling characters um, seems to be the way that the, the the draw to this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's very much focused on these two main characters. Um, um, Max and, Carson is uh, Abby Jacobson's character. Um, 
And, and are these the same characters from the movie, or are they just totally different I, characters? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Because there was, like, two sisters, I believe, um, that was... Um, That's right. Cat um, um, was one of them. Lori, um, Lori Petty and uh, Gina Davis? Gina Davis. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so th- I, those were the, I, the two main characters. I don't think there are sisters, so it might be, it might be a completely new uh, cast of characters. And I don't know; I can't speak to historical accuracy of individual characters or any of that. Yeah, it, Dottie. Dottie was Gina Davis's character. I remember Dottie and Kit was where they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, if you if you want to watch the movie, it's it's on uh, Amazon Prime, but. By the time you listen to this, it will already be off. Amazon It'll be Prime. off. <laughs> that's, that's, it's that's off on a, in like two days. Um, nice. But anyway, uh, cool. So that's actually one that is on my list of something to watch. And um, But it, I was also very laissez-faire on it or just kind of blah. Mm-hmm. On, I'll watch it when right. I get to it. There's so many other things, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yep. But with knowing that you watched it and was compelled to watch it again and watch it wholly, then that does make me, that gives me a lot of incentive to watch the first one and feel that, I'll get a good feel from the first one and hopefully be, be caught on as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to the next one. Move show. We did watch um, house of dragon. That's the new game of Thrones. Is it? Uh, I think, is it the dragon house of the dragon ha- house of the dragon? H O T D. Is that what it is? House it's, of the dragon. It's one of the two. I think it's the dragon, the dragon. <clears throat> so um, at this point we're doing this two episodes have been out. I've only seen one. Have you seen both of them? I have, yeah. Um, so we'll just discuss kind of just the the overall idea of um, Game of Thrones return to TV. Mm-hmm. Um, how, well, how's your general feeling so far? It's two, two episodes in, or just one on this topic, but so not a lot to really go on. But it's um, it's interesting. It's got you know, it's got some of the Game of Thrones vibes. Um, it is not as, shall we say, porny as mm-hmm. the first four or five seasons of Game of Thrones. It is still um, uh, HBO levels of uh, of disturbing imagery. Let's say, yeah, um, some some dismemberment and some nudity, right? And that's there's not no nudity, um, yeah. I think there was more in the first episode than the second. Uh, so that's, it's definitely not, it's definitely not season one Game of Thrones in that regard. Um, as far as the story, um, it is, it feels smaller in scope than, than Game of Thrones, but maybe that might not be true because season one of Game of Thrones had a pretty narrow scope. Um, but I don't feel like we're seeing as many significant characters yet. Yeah. Um, do we do we know about this? Is this is this like overall? Is this a series that's going to last for ten years, or is this like a one and no, done thing? Do we know if it's I, a I, three I, years? I don't. Or? I don't think so. So our buddy Fox posted a a rundown um, from NPR or something of you know here's what we know and good or bad uh, um, reasons to to watch or not watch. Um, 
and one of those is that because it's a prequel, because it's set in a fixed point in time, and they even do that in the the first episode. There's a text scroll title card um, to show all the information, and then like a lot of the words fade out, except for a few to show you like whatever 172 years before Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen, Targaryen. which and like, which. I loved it. Like they had all the words, and like, okay, for all you dummies that won't read right, anything right. but these words, <laughs> no, they're, they're like, here you go. Here's some stuff you can read, and let's break it down to just the the very most important bits. Here's where we are in time. We're <laughs> that, not going to meet. That was an that was an excellent little like <laughs> yeah, you it's, dummies it's, thing. <laughs> it's, it's well executed. Um, it's like, okay, just so you're clear, we're not going to meet any characters we know. We're not going to yeah, see. Just to be clear here, guys, we're not going. We're not going to see Aemon Targaryen. We're not going to see the Mad King. We're not going to see Ned Stark or any of those. Like none of those people are born yet and won't be for a while. We're not going to see young Olena Tyrell or any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Star, Star Wars did this when they did the the like the Knights of Revan stuff with the um, Knights of the Old Republic things. They decided let's go back mm. three thousand years. Just so they can say no Skywalker, no whatever, right. you know. Like, right. hey guys, this is in the same universe. You're going to get same words, but they don't expect to be. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, um, and that's kind of how this felt. One, what um, I agree with you. At, we talk about scope and such. Um, Sydney was watching it for a little while. It's a little bit too. There's too risque for for her, which is sure you know, that makes sense. She's yeah. 16 and everything. Definitely don't want to watch that with dad. It's not a type thing but she had yeah. watched the first you know first little bit of it and without knowing what it was and she said mm. this feels very game of thrones this is game of thrones because i didn't tell her what it was and i was like yeah it is it's game of thrones good good call on that um so you'll you'll see this this is not really a spoiler but um episode two uses the same theme music yeah they, G- they play it at the end from of game of thrones yeah there there are hints of it in the in the pilot and i was like okay here's the thing it's cool it's like a sort of remix thing and then the second episode it's the same song i'm like you didn't you didn't write a new song you're using the game of thrones song for this uh wait right that's weird well the the um yeah so i I want to comment right sid's not seen game of thrones by the way she she (laughs) sees like a few highlights it's not like you you did she she was like uh, what's math? She was like six or yeah, something, right, something when like that, that I, I, when that was on. You didn't yeah. you didn't show a, a middle schooler Game of Thrones no. with it, no, well, no, with all of its porn. No, none of that stuff. Um, and and she's not seen it since. She just but she knows the music. She's seen mm-hmm. the aesthetic stuff like that. Um, right. so the um, but and she's not. But the thing is, there is that she's not wrong. Like it it has. I think the really good production values that the other series had a hundred percent. Yeah. This, this feels like a good one. We, we've watched a lot of new series. We watched the Witcher. We've watched, um, um, what's the one with the male and female magicians, the uh, wheel of time and bone, or and shadow time. and bone. We watched a lot of these fantasy things from all different kind of, you know, varying degrees of the fantasy genre. Um, mm-hmm. and this one has the best production values so far, I think by far, yeah. it just, it's like, Oh, yeah. this is, this is all those things we talk about, like, eh, there's just something different, something wrong, threading, costing, whatever it might be. This one doesn't have any of those problems. Right. Um, it's just like, oh, they, they know what they're doing. Whatever team they have is doing it. 
And it's probably because they pay literally hundreds of millions of dollars for this stupid series. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Game of Thrones, I mean, you just said all the stuff that your daughter knows about Game of Thrones, even having not seen it. It was a cultural phenomenon, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that it did very well for HBO for at least five or six seasons. I mean, even when people resubbed for season eight, they didn't know it was going to be terrible. So, yeah. Um, I mean, everybody watched it all the way through. I mean, I, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, I like that it, I personally, my personal thing with this first episode, like that it doesn't have anything to do with the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I didn't enjoy my time with, with those when, when I, during the times that I did, I also hated it at times. Um, but overall, the, the, the series was, in, you know, experience that I'm glad I watched and had some really great, I, I don't want to go back to production values here, but just the way, like, when you see a dragon sweeping across the city was really neat and really neat to see or attacking the, the, the caravan, you know, um, or, you know, Daenerys standing triumphantly over uh, someone who was mean to her or something, you know. There's a lot mm-hmm. of those good awesome things Jon Snow etc etc um, so I'm, I'm glad to see that kind of feel back into this um, in the sure. first in the first episode there was you know gratuitous blood and there was some some uh, porny type stuff in there but it wasn't mm-hmm. anywhere near season one levels of Game of Thrones no no um, and I thought it was fine it almost felt like a couple of those times they were put in there just to say hey guys it's Game of Thrones you know, right, right. Uh, because I think there are a lot of people who will watch it and say, oh, it's just it's not Game of Thrones because it doesn't ha- it. Part of Game of Thrones is gore and, and, and boobs and butts and frontal male nudity. Um, yep. And that's unfortunate because that's not the important part of Game of Thrones. Um, right. But uh, and, and so this one, I thought, gave that. Hopefully they don't continue to feel they have to give a lot of that back um, because there were good seasons in. The, the back half of the original series that didn't have a whole lot of that. It had less and less. Yeah. Um, and used it when it needed to. Right. Um, and, and so hopefully this one will continue with that, this series and things. So I like it. It's, uh, I think Matt Smith, the actor that plays the main antagonist in here, mm-hmm. I think he's the main antagonist. Um, he's Dr. Who, I, which I didn't really see him in Dr. Who. So people I'm sure have a lot of that, but I don't have that hang up per se, but he just feels like, the actor feels out of place. It'll probably go away after the first couple of things. Sure, he just felt sure. like he's doing great. He's fine. I mean, he's sufficiently a jerk, right? <laughs> um, right. Uh, but but he's. I still don't. As of episode one, I don't know where I place people. I think I place the king. We're in spoilers here somewhere. I think I place the king as as somebody says in the first episode, weak a weak king but yep. not because he's but not because he's weak just because he's merciful and mm. you know a lot of people say people are weak because they won't kill and murder or attack and conquer right? right therefore you're weak and i think the person who says that to this king believes that to be a quote unquote strong king you have to put people under the heel you have to sow fear you have to conquer and be a kind of a murderer right yeah and um, there there are reasons to believe that in this in this context right if you don't know Mm -hmm. if you don't know anything about this world and if you've seen game of thrones you you figure it out but um the you know westeros was 
Seven Kingdoms. That's why they call it Seven Kingdoms. There were seven kings when the Targaryens crossed the sea. Something happened to their land, Valyria. Um, I think it's related to the to the scale, the gray grayscale, whatever that was called, that happens later in Game of Thrones. Um, something happened to their original land, and it it's what they call the Doom. And somewhere in that process, um, they crossed the sea to Westeros, the Seven Kingdoms, with dragons. And so it was like the end of World War II. Mm-hmm. If if the U.S. was still an imperial power, right? Like, we right. had mostly, like, become more civilized than, than colonial imperialists. Um, but if we had been, right, every every war before World War II... Uh, maybe World War One is a little complicated than that, but every war fought before World War Two, uh, the winners kept the losers' land. Right? They didn't give it back. Right? We would have we would have nuked Hiroshima and Nagasaki and um, and then conquered, made Japan another state or right. something. Um, and that's basically what they did. Like there were knights and you know ground troops, like medieval warfare. And then yeah. a family, a faction of people with dragons who could ride dragons, who could burn stuff down when nobody else has even like basic flight. <laughs> right? right. And so and so the Targaryens kept power as the sole kings of Westeros uh, because of this because of this very real um, uh, military power, military might they had that that nobody else could even threaten yeah um but i do to go back to your point i i love the portrayal of the king um the main character is his daughter who is Mm -hmm. who is young it's interesting to see um you know game of thrones was much more uh even the book the first book of song of ice and fire was much more sexual uh than this story is at least so far yeah. Um, and because of that, a, a handful of the primary characters were aged up, right? George Martin re- right. wrote them in typical medieval appropriate ages, which, right. uh, you know, you can't have a 15-year-old Daenerys marrying a, a horse lord on screen and, and right. him betting her on their wedding night. Um, that's not going to pass the, the FCC censors. <laughs> right, um, yeah. And but the the protagonist, um, Rhaenyra, in in this is young. She's I think fifteen, maybe fourteen. Yeah, or 15. she seems pretty young. Um, and her father is the king, and he's he's not feeble, but he is he is weak. Um, he's not he's not brutal. I'll say that much. Like he's he's not, not brutal, and he's he doesn't not rule feeble. by fear he doesn't rule by fear or force and he has he has some authority but he really just seems like a little apathetic or or tired um, sure and i and i think it works it's like uh you know here's this it's in in some ways it's it's similar to how i think of our modern era when um Everybody has nukes, 
you get a kind of peace, a kind of artificial peace um, because of the threat. There's nobody to challenge the Targaryen, Targaryen dynasty. And so they have no real knights. They show this in the first episode, like they're doing a tournament and the knights are all tourney knights, right? They've never fought any real battles because there's no real war. And so the king is kind of not lazy, but just like, eh, you know, there's no, there's no urgency to anything. And so he's not a very like forceful or charismatic um, kind of person. And I really like that. Uh, portrayal yeah. so far yeah I, I like that too and the, the sad part about it is that because this has the title game of thrones in it it means right. that that's probably going to end right i mean that's that's the, it's the one thing that i mean we know that he's not going to be around for much longer i think that's right. a given right um yeah i don't think anybody has any illusions that he's going to be around a long. but um i it's the reason i didn't i stopped watching um Game of Thrones at the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't finish the first season. I, I probably rehashed this on the show several times. Oh, yeah, I, we've I, talked about this. Yeah, yeah I, I. what happens at the the big key thing that happens at the end of season one, I kind of mm. got spoiled on. And I was oh, like, I sure. don't like that. I don't want anything to do with that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> you know, and, and it was. It was sufficiently, you know, that way. And it doesn't get better. Like, um, uh, Joffrey is a terror and a despicable human being that rules the show and the airtime and the screen time for most of the for, half for of the first seasons, you know, yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, honestly, game of Thrones, the first four seasons is not fun in any way. It's all bad. Um, and sure. only bad things happen. And so I don't, I hope that they don't do that with this one. Not that, that it has to be good. I'm not asking for that either, but I just don't want the masochism of torture porn all the time. Sure. Right. Um, so, yes, I know that this king is not, you know, what th- this world sees as a strong king. But I also would like to see the thing I liked most about uh, Game of Thrones was. Um, um, oh, what's it, What's his name? It's uh, Jon Snow. Jon Snow and mm. and Daenerys. And granted how it ended wasn't we we're all happy with but i liked those two characters the entire thing they were the, the the beacon of hope that goodness can come through that you know you're um not everything's perfect but you know in the end the the righteous i guess not the righteous is not a good word but the you know you stick to your goodness and your and your honor or whatever and it will work out for the world um and that's what i liked about that the most there were those characters and I hope that Game of Thrones, this iteration of Game of Thrones, has still has that spark. As you went into season six and seven uh, of Game of Thrones, you, that was a lot more apparent. There was a lot more wins for the good guys, you know. Hmm. Um, so I, 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 I'm not looking forward to a se- three seasons of Game of Thrones of terribleness. I hope that's not what this is. Um, but the first, the first episode did not make me feel that way. It just made me feel like, oh, this is interesting there were a couple times in there where i thought oh this is going to go game of thrones where the guy's just going to like get ticked off and then like dismember every body part like a, a jerk wad but he doesn't i'm like okay cool this is maybe okay so which is it's not to say that there's no dismemberment <laughs> yeah that's that's just true yeah 
Um, and I'm trying not to be spoiler, but there there are several scenes where I think old seasons one through four Game of Thrones would have been Joffrey Baratheon type stuff in there, right? Where sure. they're just maniacally evil at every point. That, you know, what what's it? Uh, decadently evil or the powerful rich do things the most sickeningly evil ways that you could imagine they did in Game of Thrones, right? And they showed like, that. Um, here and here they could, but they don't. Oh, you didn't see that movie. Never mind. Oh, right, yeah. So anyway. No, I, was, th- I was thinking of uh, a movie, a different movie that I watched. Um, um, so anyway, I got. I, I like this one. It's a lot. I like this first episode. It was fun. It was good. It's menacing. It's definitely setting up some things. Uh, last question I have on this for you is the last couple sentences or paragraph that's said in this in the first episode is is it just trying to give you like um um fan service for because it talks about winter coming and um that there will there needs to be a, a targaryen on the throne um stuff about the north it just talks about basically the the last series um is that just fan service or is that supposed to be important with this series too I assume that it's fan service because, you know, in the early, in the early seasons of Game of Thrones, um, you know, the Starks are the only ones thinking about the threat from the North. Yeah. Right. Um, cause they're, he, he says that at the end, he's like, it. this is so important. He doesn't say the words winter is coming, but he right. pretty much says winter is coming. Yeah. And, so, so I guess my, my thought is, or maybe question you might know is like, is this another winter is coming series or is that, that just fan service for, for the little bit to throw in there? I mean, we know how in, in vague terms and the somewhere is the source material for this, we could find out, but even without reading the source material, we know what's going to happen, right? The Targaryens yeah. hold power in Westeros until, uh, Jamie Lannister, uh, Beheads the Mad King, Daenerys' yeah. father or brother right. <laughs> or cousin, or uh, I forget sister. now. Yeah. Um, but that's the last Targaryen king, right? Before they put Robert Baratheon on the throne, there's a Targaryen king. So the Targaryens are going to be kings for another 172 years, right? Right. So nothing crazy is going to happen. No ar- army of zombies is going to come from the north in this time. Like okay, 172 so there, years is a small okay. amount yeah. of time in in Westeros, right? They do the I, I, weird. I didn't like, know if like those seasons, zombies the seasons come don't go by the years. years. Okay, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if winter comes every five years or so, or if it comes every 200 years or type stuff. I mean, it it sort of does come on an unpredictable schedule, but there's no like all of the things, the White Walkers, and all of that are are like myths and legends, right? That's been so long since they happened before that, you know, the only people who even believe they're real are, you know, old, uh, nursemaids and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Sweet, that's my sweet, sweet summer child. That's cool. Yeah. So, so we'll see how much they can go. And I forgot that I'm not sure if you answered this one. Did, did, did you say that, that they know that it's like, does it have a beginning, middle end? They know that already. I like, believe so. The problem with, so, with Martin's yes, books I, is that they weren't finished when they started, so they made up an still, ending. And they're still not done. Like, I think this is its own whole conversation, but I think they know they knew how it was supposed to end, but they didn't know how to get there because a big problem 
with the ending with the last two seasons or maybe three of Game of Thrones is that the pacing went all crazy and what should have been at least a 10 season story they wrapped up in eight and so it didn't feel you know Daenerys's turn didn't feel earned because she had been a sympathetic character like at the beginning of the season it really needed a slower burn um, than that it was you know in retrospect it was inevitably where she was going because you see her start out kind of innocent and become more and more um ruthless and brutal over time um but then it's like you rush the whole thing in one season with a handful of episodes and everything just falls apart from a from plausibility perspective so so does this one have an ending Uh, i guess i don't know enough about it that's is it just like a short story and yes, they have to make up the season? It's like a short story or a, you know, Cimmerillion kind of thing where, you know, the, the, the story of it is told. So it's how long I'm, it takes I'm just, to get I'm just there. don't want another Lost is what I'm looking for. I don't want another, <laughs> right. like, we're going to drive. It's Game of Thrones. It makes us millions. Let's run this for as many seasons as we can possibly get. Right? Yeah. As As I understand it, all of the story is written. So... You know, pacing will still be a question, uh, but the ending is written, as far as I know. Yeah. So like when I no... when I watch the Wheel of Time, I know that it's going to have a, 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 an ending, right? Like I know it's going to yeah. have a story. There's a story to tell, and they're going to. You can tell how far in the story they are because people have read the books, right? Right. With with a yeah. show like we said before, we always like to say Lost. Since you don't really have an ending and it's just made to be what's next, then it's it's really terrible, right? And I don't, right? And I don't know how this one is. So it sounds like you're telling me that there is. That's there's my understanding. In, in yes. Okay. I, I that that makes me happy. I like that. I like that. I also like that there's already one, which is funny that they can have an ending to prequel stories, but not have an ending to the main stories. I still do not understand that at all. <laughs> like it just. It boggles my mind how so many stories can be written but not finish. You know, it's like watch it making right in the first two Star Wars movies, and then just like eh, I'm going to write all the other movies, but still not make Episode Six. Right. You know, it's just so weird. Oh well, it's their writers' creations, I guess. It's usually uh, what they call discovery writing, where the writer doesn't know, the author doesn't know. This is how Stephen King writes. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have an outline. Right, he's just like, here's this character. Now, what do they do? And because the character is sort of living in their mind, like the character is a person, mm-hmm. um, the writer just sort of follows along what that character does, and so they can get to a point where they don't know. And because of the way they write, they won't just force it. Like it has to be part of that creative process, and then they get stuck for years. How was? How how was, I can't remember, you read all those books, right? Like, how was, was it, was it meandering? Because I think those kind of, that writing feels like it can meander a whole lot. But it, I, I think Game of Thrones had a, a driving goal. And I, I'm, I've only seen the show, but it had like, Daenerys was going towards a goal. It felt like, like she was, winter was coming, right? There was, these things were marching towards a head at some point. The, so if, you, the, if you're writing it, you these kind of say changed. Going the pacing changed over time. Season one followed the book very closely, 
Um, and then it started to meander a little bit. Like there's a whole thing where um, uh, Tyrion has to flee. He has to flee Westeros and he goes to the Free Cities. And that happens in the show. But he pretty much goes straight to where Daenerys is um, in the show. In the books, he like gets on a ship for a while and he meets another little person a female who's younger and, and more optimistic than he is and they become like a circus show where they have to reenact you know things from history like they do in, in Thor in Asgard right, um, yeah. except they're little people reenacting this stuff and it's very kind of a thing that would have been super common at the time but now to show it on TV would be pretty rough and so they changed it um i do remember feeling as i went through the books if they felt more aimless and i don't know if i think i finished them all before the series started the the show but i do remember feeling as i got further into the books because the last two books cover the same time periods with two different sets of characters like Mm -hmm. instead of going straight through he did one book with one set of characters and then like some like five years later did the other book uh with the rest of the characters and some of the storylines did feel like i felt like he was wasting my time um but it's hard i mean that's kind of you know the thing you describe of the the brutality with the characters is one of the things that drew me to the series because i had read several fantasy series where the main characters all had heavy plot armor and i'm like this is there's no dramatic stakes to this what is this gonna uh be you know bran gets pushed out of that window and i'm like oh man is this kid gonna die that's crazy and then he doesn't die and i'm like okay okay it's not quite that bad um but yeah he does i mean martin still has that uh to me stereotypical fantasy author thing where the there's just a lot of words there are so many words and a lot of the words are not efficient um you know describe the room describe the food describe all the clothes and you're like can we just can we get back get back to the action like well, well somebody if there's, say if there's, something, if there's like, no point if there's no like goal right then i i can see why that would be that it definitely right. feels like a book i would never want to read i mean i try right. i I've said before, I've tried to listen to it on, on audio tape and it was too, it was already too much. Um, sure. But the, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. No, it's, it's about that. It, I, I guess my point here was that, that I'm, it sounds like this one's finished. It got a complete story. So that, or at least the skeleton of one. Um, right. So that, that's, that's positive and, and I like that. And that makes me happy uh, to know that this series will have an, an ending. It feels yeah. weird, right? Cause you know, like, I don't want um, strange new worlds to ever end. <laughs> it, it doesn't have to have it. It doesn't feel like from the first episode, this one has to have a story. You just you just look at it, you're like, hey, I want to know where these characters end up someday. Yeah, this is right? not this is not episodic. Yeah, whereas strange new worlds, a, you 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 know, it's you're just on adventures with these people in their lives. In in right. this one, there's there's I want to know the story of what they're going to tell me. Um, yeah, and I don't want to wait. 20 years for them to figure that out but it doesn't sound like it so that's just, cool i like just it like dawson yeah you don't want to wait <laughs> yeah right uh so yeah I, I i like this first one hopefully the second one will be as good you got thumbs up on the second one or is it just mid or how's it feel 
yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's similar, similar Game of Thronesy kind of stuff. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's 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 early, early on the things. If I've learned anything in our years of watching media and stuff, it's like definitely cannot judge anything by the first one, good or bad. You yeah, gotta you got to get at least. Thing. I mean, people people who review anime say they always watch the first three episodes, mm. and maybe they won't watch the whole thing. But they're like, if it doesn't do something in the first three episodes. Uh, then it's you know that, and there are definitely shows that that twist halfway through, but mm-hmm. it, they're like, you know, I don't have time to watch every new show, but right, you know, I'll, yeah, this I, is the this this is this is enough. It's more than you know, a lot of shows you just watch the pilot and you're like, uh, no, but then you're missing right. like you know a pilot is its own right beast. The the, fir- the first the most recent. Or example of this is obviously for me it's been the Orville the last season New Horizons sure. of how you know if I judge it on the first two episodes or even three episodes or whatever I was very hard on it um, yeah same. and then and then you know not until it, that which is completely unfair so that's a way to say whether this is good or bad it's hard to say in a lot of these episodes when we first watch them um, you know a lower decks is something that's on now which we'll end our show with tonight um it's it's just one episode, and my uh, thoughts on that first episode of Lower Decks is just like, it's meh. Um, but that is one episode of an entire season. And granted, this is an episodic show, um, mm-hmm. so it's different. But that even makes it even more important to not judge, because it's just one episode, like, right? That, right? that doesn't matter. Um, and, not, and it's not bad. It's just It was just okay. Harley Quinn, same kind of way. We talked about that with the first three or four episodes. They're just like, meh. Who knows? Maybe the whole season will be great. Um, yeah, I'm like three or four into that, and I just don't have the uh, um, impulse to like yeah. watch any more of it. Yeah, I, I, I may. I can't remember. Is that it? It's not a dumb. They week by week on that one. I think right. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't think I, it's all out yet. Yeah, I think. I think that one will probably be. I'll wait until it's all out, and then watch them sure. all. Because um, yeah. yeah, if if I don't have a good episode, I can watch the next one. And if it's a string of four bad episodes, then I'd be like, okay, now it's not worth watching. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, I've got enough goodwill built up with them that hopefully it'll, you know, turn itself around. Uh, but anyway, the, the point was is that, like, Lower Decks, Harley Quinn, two things that maybe aren't as good right now, but they're also in their first couple episodes. So um, I do, I, I'm reserving judgment on, on those kind of things. Um, I've not watched more Paper Girls, but that, on the other hand, I've heard the opposite of. I've heard that, like, it's... It stays just it was like peak at the beginning and then it's just okay throughout. So I don't I'm disagree hard, with that. I'm having a hard time going back to that one because of that. Right. Um, but I'm. It I'm seemed fine to me, but I also was surprised. I was not surprised by the ending. I was surprised that it ended. Yeah. I was. You know. I'd like. I watched an episode one night and then I went to it the next day and it's like, oh, there's no more. That was the end. Okay. That's weird. Weird, Some huh? of that is me, probably level of attention that I was that I was giving it when I watched uh, when I watched that last episode. But I was like, oh, that was the finale. That did not seem. And in retrospect, I'm sure that it did, but um, just sort of snuck up on me. Yeah, I'll I'll watch it because I, I I read the comic books, most of them. I mean, I went to my comic book store recently to pick up. I've, I'm a couple of months behind because of the summer and such, so I. Went to pick up my 
my backlog, which is not being good. I, I've been thinning my pull list um, mm-hmm. intentionally uh, for the summer, etc. But I went and they have like just huge displays of paper, all the Paper Girl volumes you can buy and stuff like that. Of course, of course. I, I was like, oh, I mean, that's that's kind of good. I mean, if if you like the show, you can come in here and get the whole thing. Um, but yeah. it, it it was like, oh, they're you know, this is something that was a pretty good story before. They sh- I wish they would have had this kind of big display, encouraging everybody to buy it before. But now it takes the sh- this series to get this kind of thing to happen. But yeah, that's just it's the, the way reality. Of just the way of things. Well, I think that's all we got, man. I think we're we're good this week. We're gonna have I do a have good a quick. Part. Oh, ooh, we got more for us. I, I do have a quick recommendation uh, okay. since since we're gonna do a weird kind of show next week, and then yeah. I'm gonna be gone. Okay. Um, if you have time to watch this, this is an anime, um, and I think that you'll like it. It's a it's a weird it's a weird sort of thing. Um, Our buddy Aaron found this, and the description he read was John Wick with anime girls. That sounds cool. Uh, uh, High school, anime high school girls. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Because most, most, uh, like, what seems to be the the broadest demographic of anime characters are are high schoolers. Right. Um, So I, I tend to say... And I'm, I've I've been refining these these categories over time. That the the animes that I watch fall into three categories. Okay. One are like trashy romance, a little bit as they say, etchy kind of stuff that I hesitate to recommend to people because they're kind of embarrassing. Okay. The second are um, shows where um, a group of girls usually high schoolers do a thing they join a club they go to antarctica um they go camping or one buys a moped and i've just listed four different shows um (laughs) and you know they learn life lessons they become friends there's some kind of conflicts they learn about you know it's a little bit like the movie a silent voice that we watched but not as intense usually um and they're usually wholesome and heartwarming kind of things that just make me feel good to watch. Yeah. Um, and the third category are what I say are like legitimately good shows that don't fall into one of those first two, or maybe they do, but I'm like, um, Violet Evergarden was one of those. Um, I could probably think of more, but that's my that's my big one. Mm-hmm. And this show. I don't know if it fits in all three, but it almost fits in all three. <laughs> okay. Um, That's good. It's it's mostly the middle one, right? They're they're high school girls and they're like orphans who are trained assassins kind of thing. But you also have these two main characters who have a kind of um uh odd couple buddy cop thing kind of going on where one is very like serious and and dry and deadpan and then the other who's very like goofy constantly laughing kind of stuff but is also yeah. the 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 Jason Bourne kind of like best of the best of this genre but doesn't care um and that's sort of I'm not explaining that well but hmm. anyway 
I didn't give the title. This is called. <laughs> I was like, what, what's the title? Uh, uh, Licorice Recoil, or Lico Rico. Um, Lico I'll find. Rico. Yeah, it's it's not over yet. It's like nine episodes in, um, and it's starting to the the story of it's starting to really get kind of intense, um, right. and so I don't know yet whether it'll have a a satisfying ending. Um, but uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's one of the most most enjoyable anime that I've seen in a while, at least since Spy Family, which you should also watch because that yeah, was that's great. Yeah, that's on our list too there. Right there. What, um, you also had recommended a show called RRR? Yep, that's a Bollywood movie. I don't think Bollywood is the right word. It's an Indian movie um, that we watched for Movie Club. Um that I thought you might like. Okay, I've got to say that we're looking at our things of our evergreen um, shows to watch. RRR RR is on Netflix. On Netflix, okay. Yeah. Shows are here, here running down our, our uh, shows to watch. <laughs> it's it's a mixture between whether you and I watch some of these or not. Witcher, Witcher season two, The Expanse, Last Kingdom, Arcane, Dota, Spy Family, Harley Quinn, Paper Girls, RRR, Lower Decks, and Lico Rico. Those are the our show and pay, oh, we got shows mm-hmm. to watch and now house of dragon h o house of the dragon house of the dragon i'm putting these on our series things to watch nice nice uh, so yeah we we have a lot of media to watch tennis let alone yeah. let alone shows and movies cool all right so we saved a lot of lives this week today we did good <laughs> saved humanity yeah All right. Well, you've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 261. Thanks always to our friends at LRM Online. Check them out. Our buddy Fox over there reviews all the things. If you want to reach out to us with your favorite sci-fi series, uh, tell us what you think is better or worse than uh, the original Born Identity film. You can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, and use contact forms there to reach out. Uh, what else? If you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice. And while you're there, if you would leave us a review, we always appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>